Rich. I'm joined here by my co-host as usual. We have Uriel. What's up, yo? And we got Indy. How's everybody doing? We're doing pretty good. What about you? Fantastic. I'm I'm really good. I uh, got a second interview for a job I'm trying to get, and that's tomorrow. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Nice. I already got a job myself, albeit at like McDonald's. Hey, whatever. It's a job. Yeah, I, 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 I love it there, but it, it, it's McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be uh, eating chicken nuggets in the suite all the time, thanks to uh, to Uriel. I am proud to do that. my part. And uh, high C orange too, right? We don't sell that here. Well, that's trash, so you got to bring it back. I, you need to go in and tell them that you're bringing it back. Uh, I, I don't make those decisions. It's my well, second day. It's something to strive for. You're right. <laughs> there you go goals all right uh so what are we listening to this week this is not quite a listening thing but here's hear me out i was watching this channel called kusha something and it just basically shows like these elderly vapor wavy japanese cars and play city pop in the background of them the guy is apparently mm. so obsessed with like these old Japanese cars that he will just like watch random shows from back in the day in Japan and just like show the car scenes solely because they have this specific car in there, like these old Nissans. That's interesting. Um, and so, so, yeah, go ahead. And the guy is Japanese, so I can't read his comments. I can't read. <laughs> um, his text I can't read his descriptions I can't even watch the shows he's showcasing sometimes you have but, no like, idea the, what he's talking about whatsoever yeah and like even if I did understand Japanese I don't understand shit about cars I just like how they look and drive hmm. does it have air conditioning does it have airbags can I drive it for free <laughs> also, no, the Japanese friendly yeah the, <laughs> the, the Japanese car seat is is so interesting um, as someone who who you know, loves cars and has always been into them. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, what happens in Japan with them is, is so unique and it's so different once you're actually there from what you kind of see in movies and everything, because the, uh, the laws are so strict in terms of like pollution and everything. So mm -hmm. they have these super tiny, most the, most cases they have like super tiny engines uh, that barely put out more than like a midsize motorcycle at just because they, they get taxed on like how much pollution they, they put out. So the smaller engine, obviously the better. Um, yeah, that is completely understandable, honestly. Yeah, and I just this past weekend uh, there was a car show in South Jersey called Radwood. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it at all, but it focuses on cars from the 80s and 90s, the quote unquote rad era of cars. Uh, kind of people who are kind of grew up with those things as like you know the cheap kind of beater cars or like your first car that you would get like you know, when you're when you get your license in that period they now have money to go and buy like good examples of them and fix them up and customize them and everything so it's these um really interesting show lots of like cool like crazy like rare japanese cars and stuff were there it was just it was awesome 
Interesting. I yeah. mean, like what the music part of it is that they play city pop in the background and it's just like so unironic. You feel like you discovered Vaporwave for the first time. It is just a transcendent experience if you watch it with dark mode. And also I've been listening to Rick James if that answers your question. Okay. It's a question no one asked, I guess. Rick about Rick James, but I mean well what are you listening whatever. today? Well, I mean, I guess, but I mean it's Okay. Whatever. You know. Doesn't matter. Andy, what about you? <laughs> There's a record I've been looping by Kiss Me Nerdy Girl. Have you heard of them? Oh yeah. I have, I have not. Oh dang. If you like Future Funk, definitely check them out. Kiss Me Nerdy Girl. There's a new record. It came out on Seiko Mart last night. Seiko. Urban. <laughs> Never. I'll I'll have to ask Lumi. But uh, Urban Flyer is the name of the record. And it's really distinguished future funk sound. It's not like anything I've ever heard. Um, huh. It's really cool. Uh, that and nice. uh, there's a release on DMT tapes. It's a three song release. Very short. It's called the Coleco Collection, number seven oh seven. Like ColecoVision. Check that out. That is a brilliant record. And there's, yeah, I just I want to give some love to it because I know I know who made it. Okay. Um, and then there's one more, Chucky Persona. Have you heard of this? Not no. a Chucky Persona. You you get the joke though, right? Like Chucky from. The movie no, Chuck Person. Oh, oh, okay. Baja Jams. Uh, yeah, that is, is the that flew right over my head. Chucky Persona Baja Jams. It's a nice kind of a parody record, but I think the music is actually good. I think I'll get slain on Twitter for saying this. I don't know, but <laughs> hey, I mean, there's it's nothing great. wrong with vaporing them as long as they're not a dill hole. It's it sounds nice. Cool. What about cool. you? Um, I have been listening to the 100% Electronicon playlist that was put out on Spotify recently. I think George Clanton put that together, but it's just a whole list of um, you got surfing and um, e-spirit and um, all all the artists that that are on there. It's just a whole whole playlist of that. So I've just been kind of listening to that and getting into the groove, and it's just listening to it like like a mismatch of all these artists that are going to be there. It just gets you like so much more excited for that show because mm-hmm. there's just so much good talent that's going to be performing there. So absolutely, uh, definitely, been... definitely check that out on Spotify. It's a great kind of snapshot of what you can experience at Electronicon. I sure will. I've been listening to the records from the artists just individually. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got to make sure I'm trained up for this. <laughs> yeah. It's right. You know, there's something about like i'm not a big like vaporwave compilation person um i think the the songs typically do better on their own i do better you know in the album in order in the way they're meant to be listening to Mm. um so compilations are kind of tough but um this just really works i mean it's 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 just good music yeah no other way to describe it if you want uh to check out some compilations that are really good check out eternal dream system on dream catalog it's from 2013 maybe 2014 it's pretty early and it's got all the bangers from all the big boys back in the day like that's a sick record 
Eternal Dream cool. System. Dream catalog. Check it out. There's that. And then there's one. Um, I'll have to send you the link because the name's in like Chinese or something. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's got a picture of an aerobics girl on it, sort of. Just like the torso, kind of. And it's by um, Megahertz, I think. MHZ. It's a compilation yeah, too. Yeah, it's a compilation too. I forget which one. But yeah, I'll, I'll maybe we'll link it. <laughs> cool. So last episode, we had discussed the richest man in Vaporwave, Mr. Porter Vong. Who? Mr. Porter Vong. Ah. Ah, our boss. He's, he's our, we're his clients, <laughs> or so to speak. Uh, lots have been going on with him uh, this week. Lots of stuff. Um, we actually got a voicemail from a listener who is who had a question for him, or a question not necessarily directly for him, but a question kind of surrounding um, the experience of Porter Vong. So okay. we will let's take a listen to that, and uh, yeah, I'm ready. Hey, Private Sweetcast, this is Stu Adib calling from just on the other side of that door over there. I wanted to let you know just how delighted I am that you've introduced me to the great Porter Vong. Not only because I'll soon be able to achieve success beyond my wildest dreams with the help of his exclusive seminars, but also because of the holistic nature of his performance. Ultimately, it doesn't matter who Porter really is. What matters is that literally everything he puts out is part of a larger piece of hyper-real performance art that sort of blurs the line between fantasy and reality. And I feel like that is a crucial ingredient that makes Vaporwave what it is. Another great example of this would be the series of begotten suicide albums on Geometric Lullaby, each accompanied by depressing poetry and a narrative thread running through the Bandcamp blurbs. So I wanted to ask you all, and Porter, if you're listening, this is open to you too, what other hyper-real pieces of vapor media have you come across that sparked something in you and felt larger than the sum of its parts? Thanks so much. Talk to you again soon. Okay. Good question, first of, man. First of all, yeah. Yeah. First of all, fantastic voicemail. Thank you for speaking clearly and that we can understand you. That's that's a, a great start. Uh, but yeah, fantastic question. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, I can't think I can think of a lot of artists who do that sort of kayfabe thing, not just in music, but like in the media in general, like Andy Kaufman, uh, Devo. Um, Marilyn Manson, people who pursue this character and are never seen outside of it yeah. and contribute to something like this. Although in Porter's case, he's now contributing into a larger scene that includes works beyond him. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who like also does this. I guess there's James Farrow, but he's not really playing a character or anything. What about Wizard of Loneliness? I know you did an interview with them, but they're not ringing a bell. Oh, well, you should check him out. They're, he's fantastic. The Wizard, of course. What did they make? Uh, a whole bunch. He's, it's mostly a lo-fi hip-hop style. Oh, like it's, oh. it's half half vapor, half lo-fi hip-hop. Okay, I don't pay attention to too much lo-fi hip-hop. That okay, well, it's not all, but uh, his Halcyon tapes... Okay, that, that name does ring a bell. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's got a whole persona. That's the guy behind the project. His Instagram, he's always posting these really wacky videos where he's like, hey, it's the wizard here. I'm about to go on the journey down. Like, it's hilarious stuff. <laughs> he's put out rec- uh, vinyls. He's on uh, Q-Rates, I think he had one. He's put out tapes. He has his own label. A lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah, check it out on Halcyon Tapes. Now, are there anyone, any artist that's, you've seen do a similar thing to Porter where he's like, we don't know who the artist is, you know, like with wizard of loneliness, like you, you know him, like he's, um, you interviewed him and he talked like, you know, just true regular guy that he is and and everything else like that in terms of, did ask if, if you wanted, if I wanted him to play interview as, yeah. (laughs) I just think of the, uh, I think of the, uh, the scene in Seinfeld where, um, what is it? Elaine is dating the Wiz from uh, Nobody Beats the Wiz. I'm the Wiz. I'm the Wiz. Yeah. And, and she can't get over it. <laughs> Whatever you say, Wizard. But okay, that's a separate discussion for the Seinfeld podcast coming <laughs> soon. So, yeah, I guess there's um, a difference between people remaining anonymous and people be, 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 having a consistent character. Because there's some people like HKE comes to mind. He's sort of anonymous, right? Yeah, I mean, we so we did an interview with him. What was that? We know his name. Like, it's posted on there. Oh, yeah. It's just that, like, it's kind of rude to call him that. Yeah. Well, okay. it's, but, I mean, I the artist has has done work under HKE and 2814 and um, Hong Kong Express. All of those have distinct, unique sounds and are different projects. Um and that's great. I think that that's important for the genre, but I don't think the actual artist had a persona that was surrounding him other than he's like, who's this mysterious guy? You know, you don't really know anything about him. Whereas Porter is the, the, the what Porter Vong is doing in terms of the character work and the character buildup and, and developing this narrative of who he is, is just as important. And if not more important right now, than the music that he's put out because there hasn't been a full album out just yet. It's kind of just been a quick EP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Porter is, I, I would even consider the whole thing as more of this uh, living uh, performance art that's kind of ever changing and growing as the days go on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I've brought this up before, but I think the other ingredient besides being mysterious is like, the characters like you're telling a story not just through your music but like through your whole persona through your decorum and actions through your liner notes through your paraphernalia and one person i think who does that pretty spectacularly but doesn't have that mysterious vibe would be basketball williams basically they do like 70s basketball style vaporwave they have a few other characters like this one noir detective guy and they do have they just... original music, which doesn't have that sort of theme and are publicly known. I don't remember what their name was. And I think it had a, like, actually, I, I don't remember what it had, but point is, <laughs> is that they use characters. They tell stories with their music beyond just like 
with more than their music and alongside the music. I'm fumbling hard. I'm like football player now, right here. So I, I have an you. important question for you regarding Adam. basketball Jones. Do Williams. they sample the basketball Williams? Williams. Sorry. It's cool. Um, do they sample the Harlem Globetrotters theme? I don't know what the Globetrotters theme sounds like, but I'm 100% God. positive they might. Uh, what about Space Jam? The whistle. I, I know who the Globetrotters are. Don't get me wrong. But that song, the the like that. that oh, kinda... that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, they do that. That. yeah. Okay. Because if they didn't, that would be a travesty. If they they didn't sample that. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> okay. But that's that. That's another tangent that we're going off on. Oh yeah. Is do we know who Cosmic Cycler is? See. That's the record. Um, does or anyone is that know? in Spanish for yes? <laughs> it also means if. Um, okay. What are you getting at? Well, that's a great uh, project. I think with a sort of persona, like um, not like maybe a person, but an identity of some kind mm-hmm. that, that like... creates a sort of imagery. Um, but yeah, what Porter's doing is like unparalleled. It's it's exactly what the community needs, not needs right now, but I it's mean, perfect compilation or um, addition and complement to 100% Electronica, all these shows that are coming up, you know, huge albums coming out like Tokyo Wanderer. And mm-hmm. it's just like so much is happening right now. It's really, it's just like the cherry on the cake, but like a giant, huge cherry that's like, fucking amazing could you make the <laughs> argument that i mean like luxury elite is doing a similar thing i feel like everything's kind of hyper stylized and it, it follows a, a pretty close narrative but the actual artist is very secretive or very yeah of, yeah it's not i mean it's definitely not on the level of porter vong by any means but mm. um the, the the overall body of work is similar that's a good one yeah, go check out Luxury Elite if you don't know her stuff. Oh yeah, she's great. I mean, I think anyone listening to this podcast probably has an idea of who Luxury Elite is. Oh yeah, you never absolutely. know. I you you never know, but I I would be willing Heart to bet. I mean, it's not like we're mentioning like Cycler. Yeah, oh, it's not question. like we're mentioning like uh, Strickland Wave or, or Hill Wave or whatever. We're talking about the one time random obscure genres yeah oh speaking of i have uh something to talk about later okay a uh, quick question did you think of cherries to look really because of the cover for uh prism cherry on the cake bro you never heard that expression no 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 i know i know that expression that's the, yeah but that's the cover the, the cover for prism is not cherries it's roses oh really yeah, I thought those were cherries the whole time. My life's ruined. No. Damn, it's 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 roses. I, I I I'm I'm going through my phone right now on my plate, like my um, albums and stuff, and I'm I'm just trying to like see artists um, who, who kind of maybe do this thing. And I saw Luxury Elite and that kind of you know cycling through the different covers and the work they do that that caught my eye. So I'm like actually looking at that have Prism up right now, and I'm like, that's what the hell are you talking about, cherries? It's obviously roses but it's okay we all make mistakes yes that's why they put erasers on pencils there you go um but yeah you're uh, you're right I, this it, it I, is i have one i have one uh blank banshee nice 
sort of. I mean, again, that that's it's kind of the same thing as like the luxury elite style stuff, um, where there's not a whole narrative like Porter Vong has, but there definitely is this mystery. There definitely is this um, uh, facade that is put on by the artist that you don't know who they are, and it's just this you know whole thing. So, speaking of, we found out what Pad Chennington looks like today. We did. Um, he tweeted out the uh, a picture of him with uh, St. Pepsi or Skylar Spence. Um, and did you see what they actually announced later on? A little project, right? Yeah, they're doing a, a collaborative. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a album or just a single track, but they actually uh, they're working on a track together, working on something together. Wicked. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. It's interesting. It's interesting. Inter inter ah, I cannot talk right now. It's interesting to see um, how he's kind of grown in the community and gotten um, ever since he released that album. Um, he's he's doing a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of collaborations with with artists that we've talked to, and then now Saint Pepsi, which I think for him is probably like the holy grail of uh, collaborations. I bet he uh, based on his when his taste. Pepsi like sent him the email like that. That's a lifetime deal, man. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, well, it's, a, he, it's a big deal for him. He works so hard. He loves Vaporwave so much. He's probably like, man, I'm so sick of fucking doing review videos. <laughs> you know? Like album yeah, re final reviews. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he enjoys it. I yeah. Any, I don't think he hates that by any means. No, um, it's like, it's a passion. I can do more. But, I mean, when, when I talked to him, he um, uh, one of the interviews I did with him, I mean, he his goal is clearly he wants to do a live show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wants to, to put on shows and everything else. So I think, again, we, we said that in the electronic kind of episode, oh, he's got it. my prediction he's gonna play for sure. He's going to be playing there. So oh, we'll yeah. find that out with St. Pepsi. Right. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll that would the, be, they're going to do the song. There's no way they won't. Yeah. They're both there. Yeah. Come on. I, I hope so. That would be sick. That'd be, and what a debut for him. If you were to do that too. <laughs> the place to do it right like yeah, exactly holy cow at the biggest vaporwave show probably ever that's ever happened and yeah. will for a year at least speaking of uh shows um groove horizons yes coming up in um when is when is groove horizons happening july 20th Saturday. Yes, July twentieth, uh, in London. Group it is Verizon. going to be. Um, it's a Future Funk show. It is going to be featuring Mr. Wax, Android Apartment, Tokyo Wanderer, Melonade, uh, Strawberry Station, Evexi, Conscious Thoughts, and Jelly Bonbon. Jelly Bonbon. Yeah. Uh, so. Big Future Funk show uh, that's happening in the UK. Uh, if you're going to be there, tickets are like 15 bucks. It's I'm definitely going to be worth it. Uh, Strawberry Station, who's actually one of the staff on Private Suite Magazine, is working really hard to get this all organized, and he's going to be performing there. So definitely check it out uh, if if you're an international listener or uh, you feel like firing up the private jet and, and heading over to, uh, to London. So... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it, you know, I just, you know, yeah, it's tricky. My dilemma two, is my dilemma shows. is I don't know which private jet I want to fire up because we have 
like three of them on the private suite roster. So we we have private jets. I've been taking a goddamn yeah. hot air balloon this whole week. I have private. I, I'm a the lead for the podcast. I have access to the private jet suite. Pri- I like private the balloon. Jet fleet. It's the balloon's scenic. very old timey. It's like uh, like I can picture Uriel like getting in it. It's like I'm gonna race you around the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's away. exactly what I do. It does. It does have a nice <laughs> little suite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, um, Groove Horizons. Check that out. Uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, Tokyo Wanderer might play some new tracks, and that album is huge. I can't wait for it. So also uh, go definitely. check out the uh, essential. Uh, show interview uh, that Indy did. He's got Tokyo Wanderer and EVEXI on there as well. So um, in our back catalog, we've we've gotten quite a, quite a few artists that we've interviewed on this show over the past, uh, I don't know. What is it? It's a few months that we've been doing, doing the interviews. Mm-hmm. My peeps need a voice. All, they, all people hear is the music. We need to find out who these people are what makes them tick you know yeah i know that's how i feel about sports like you never hear the players talk or anything but when you hear them in an interview it's like what what the hell <laughs> yeah after a huge adrenaline rush yeah it's like that's what they're like all the time mm-hmm. no probably not yeah all right so what do we got for our next topic today oh boy reappropriating vaporwave Appropriating vaporwave. So, this came up on this kind of was making its way around the, the communities. There's a new show on Netflix called "How to Sell Drugs Online Fast." Um, I have not watched the show at all. I haven't haven't gotten into it. Probably will check it out. But the reason it's been making its way around the community is because there is a screenshot from it i think when you're when you just sign up to netflix and like you're scrolling through the shows and a lot of their original content that they have they have these like splash screens um for them kind of like you know a a mural of whatever artwork and for that show it is just a straight ripoff of floral shop of the album cover for floral shop it's got a pink background it's got the black and pink checkered um, tiling. Um, it's got all these like pills and stuff kind of flying around. And it's got little internet icons and then a guy in a wheelchair. I don't know how it relates to the show. I don't know if it relates to the show in any way, shape, or form. I think they probably just thought that the floral shop aesthetic kind of worked with it, maybe. Um, I don't know. But it leads us to the question um, as vaporwave is kind of becoming more prominent in mainstream culture how do you think reappropriating vaporwave could impact the genre or what do you think like how how can you see that happening with other things i'm honestly a little bit terrified we're not quite at a level where things are solidified we have like a lot of like tools in the scene we have a lot of like vapor mean people we have a lot of people who don't see it as full expression and just know like the bare minimum stuff i'm nervous if like we jump the gun too soon and just like start putting like everyone on the charts this is gonna be like a wave of idiots 
it will show up and then it'll like die out faster than C-Punk. I'm not a fan of this, but like, I'm not complaining either. If you want to, if you're like a big Hollywood exec and you want to use vaporwave aesthetics, by all means, do it. It's just like, I don't want it to be something for everyone. I'm a huge proponent of like niche genres and markets and stuff like that. Like, if you like something, it shouldn't have to be for literally every person on planet Earth. If you like it, you freaking like it. Appreciate it for what it is, not what it could be. Yeah. I kind of agree. For me, it's more like I put so much time and love and energy into this, and so have other people. We're all doing it for each other. It's this amazing thing. It takes a long time to understand. I don't think you can ever stop learning about vaporwave and what it is and what it means to you. I look, I think back to what I thought of vaporwave when I first discovered it, and then maybe six months later, and keep thinking of different moments when I discovered a certain artist and I think back now, I'm like, man, I didn't know shit. And I'm going to think that in six months, you know? So for people to say, Hey, you like vaporwave. I saw it on the thingy and that thingy might be great. It might be super cringy, but either way, it's going to eliminate the conversation about vaporwave. And they're going to assume that they understand what it means to me. And that's my problem with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think with with this case in particular, with the this this thing on Netflix that they were using, I, it's it's not even like it's again. I haven't watched the show. I don't know if they relate if they they reference to it at all or not. They don't apparently. But, okay, so to me, it's like it's it's literally just using an image just to drive them a point but that point doesn't relate to the image it's like hey this looks cool let's just throw it on here yeah um so it, it it's it's using it just for the sake of using it and it's also in this case you know the lowest hanging fruit that you can possibly use with with floral vaporwave shop. floral shop i mean that's that's if if there's one album that any main any person's going to know it's it's going to be that so it's it seems kind of lazy um, I, I kind 50. of understand like well I mean in I that mean. particular case like they clearly stole someone's design it was not like it was culture jamming originally and it's not from anywhere but this was just like some design somebody did and worked their ass off on and now they're using it to profit off of it it's pretty shitty yeah I mean it's obviously it's the same it even has the the little window in the the upper right hand corner where floral shop has i think it's the, is it the twin towers that's yeah, yeah. on there um it's it's like a desert and it's got a pile of pills so, i mean it's 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 different but it's the same mm-hmm. so i i i think it's edgy, the reason bro. they it's edgy it's so edgy and it's it's super niche when it's not um I, I, i'm guessing the reason they used it is because just gleaming by some of the other artwork on here and the title of the show how to sell drugs online fast they were looking for something that is definitely internet centric something that is based on the internet some kind of aesthetic from the internet and what better internet aesthetic to use than the vaporwave aesthetic Mm -hmm. so I, i i get it i don't 
like it. It seems lazy. I feel like going with something else within just, the vaporwave. It's clickbait. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's, it's clickbait. It's clickbait except they stole the image. Because, I mean, I've seen vaporwave imagery and, and aesthetics and style used in other mediums and other ways. So a, a good example, one of the uh, Reebok stores, I think this, was, this wasn't in the U.S. It was somewhere overseas. They had a full display in one of their windows uh, for a new shoe that was coming out, the Reebok Rapide, which is like a very classic... 80s inspired mm -hmm. shoe it's just i mean it, when you think of like your typical like 80s reebok shoe like that's what this is uh and they had a whole display that was very much vaporwave themed with some like palm ferns and old crt monitors that had the tubes removed with um like i think the shoe was inside of one it was on a, a column a pedestal <laughs> and there was some other like cutouts of like window screens i mean again low-hanging fruit for the vaporwave aesthetic the typical things that you think of dolphins fiji columns palm trees stuff like that but at least it was a unique combination of them um to to get their point across whereas this is just a straight up hey here's floral shot we're cool click on our show yeah yeah you good Good yeah, you pretty bite. much hit the nail on the head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not too worried about it coming vapor mainstream, like, eventually, just not now. We haven't solidified it. It's not like rock or hip-hop or whatever, where it's like, okay, we have little subgenres that can last longer. But, like, if it comes now, it's going to be seen as a fad, and I can't take that. I can't take the thought of, like, something I poured so much time into, something I care about so much just going the way of an extinct animal. So I'll play devil's advocate here for a few minutes. Alrighty. Does us complaining about something like this or, or expressing concern or saying like, I don't want to see it go this way. Is that just us gatekeeping? Yeah. Vaporwave. Yeah. That's to what I was. Extent, I can see that. Yeah. You know, it, it's but there's a difference between like some like your parents getting into it, even though they're like 60 and the difference between <laughs> a network exec getting into it just so they can turn a profit. Like there's a clear power imbalance. I'm sorry. Before we move forward, I said that let's imagine like a bunch of like older people at like a nursing home, just like sitting there listening to like death dynamic shroud or like that's what I'm going to do telepath or something. Yacht breaks. Song is going to be no, my funeral dirge. That's what it's called. It's going to be uh, what's it called? Ammonia clouds. <laughs> this picture, like, <laughs> hey, 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 Kyle, what's 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 this album? It's like, oh, this is a uh, classroom sex tape. Oh, this was this was the the bee's knees when I was younger, something like that. Kyle. Well, yeah, I mean that's 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 when when Kyle is like seven. Oh, okay, years old. okay, okay. Yeah, obviously. Also, there's no, the there's bees no... knees. The well, time yeah, travel you're that's... talking about. I'm I'm appropriating a various time time frames here. I have a question for you guys. Sure. Okay. Don't you think that vaporwave in itself is reappropriation to the max? I would go I mean, yeah. with that, but like I would call like I guess call like culture jamming, but like. 
we have more and more people doing original art and original music. So it's more of a root in like an idea, I'd say. What and about- yeah, there are like some exoticist weeaboo morons out there still. But like, even back then, it didn't get as heavy as, you know, some Sakura Khan people. You know what I'm talking about. Sakura. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm one of I those mean, weebs, yeah. okay? I love my love my anime. Wife hey, is. I like anime more than anyone on the podcast, and that's saying something. Is that a challenge? <laughs> Are you asking for a challenge? What about so guys, the Japanese? You're gonna tune in. You're gonna tune in next week to watch a live stream of Uriel and Indy uh, just watching anime, and who can stay up the longest to watch more? <laughs> First if one I had to pass time. out loses. That, that's not a contest of watching anime or even boredom. That's like a contest of being awake. Uh, okay. We can have fun with Are it. We... <laughs> I was going to say in Vaporwave, we re- reappropriate or appropriate other cultures um, sometimes. Like we're talking about executives reappropriating Vaporwave. Um, that's, our, that's kind of been done a lot. That's what Vaporwave is. Uh, so like, can we really complain? Like we use kanji Japanese characters in well, like, I, I, you know, I would be the first person to complain. You heard my little speech I gave there about how it, I wasn't happy about it, but mm-hmm. we do use, we, you know, we borrow everything in vaporwave, right? I mean, I'm not so much worried about it being quote unquote stolen or downgraded as far as vaporwave goes. I'm worried about people just getting the wrong impression. It's not comparable to a worry of like someone's like culture and someone's like life being uh, mocked or denigrated or otherwise trivialized. So somebody can like do a cheap circus act. Basically I'm not like comparing, you know, this stupid Netflix special to like, you know, somebody wearing a fucking headdress or somebody like, going in blackface that's not comparable whatsoever the problem isn't so much like there's isn't so much that uh they're stealing it or whatever the problem is that like people will just not have a full idea when there's a very well answer by contrast is it important that people have a full idea of it Well, if we want the genre to continue, yeah. But even then, now that I think about it, it's not the end of the world. It's just like a total waste. Like it's totally unfulfilling and frustrating. Because what about all these Michelangelo statues, though? Like, do we fully understand them? But we just use them. We're like, yeah, throw it in. It's great. But that shit was so important. I mean, like you can totally. I mean, I've seen a lot of vaporwave that like borders on the line of pretty freaking insensitive. Oh, like Fashwave? That is very insensitive and frustrating, but Fashwave is also Synthwave for some stupid-ass reason. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is what is Fashwave? It's just, just for fascist a wave. trying to shit on Vapor and Synthwave by combining them poorly so they can okay. spread their fucking hateful ideals. I hate them. Um, yeah, there's there's artists with like hilariously crazy names like uh, Cyber Hitler. 420 and shit. Yeah. They would be that's, funny that's if not they a, weren't that's scary not as shit. Anyone, but... 
Yeah, but more to the point, I, I have I have seen there was something on on Reddit that someone posted a while ago, I think a few months ago, and it was like Gaddafi wave, and it was like based <laughs> on like this video of like Muammar Gaddafi in yeah. Libya what or something, and I I I didn't watch it. I don't know what what it really was, but I mean, I mean, yeah, don't endorse people like that for fuck's sake. No, no, not at all. But go, what were you saying? People will vaporize. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's some really unfortunate stuff. Like a lot of people back like weeaboos and Sakura Khan stuff that I mentioned earlier. Like the key thing about appropriation is like jumping in status or otherwise mocking it. Like if you think you're ahead of where you are as someone who hasn't experienced the culture, yeah, that's appropriation. If you like mock it or like just treat it as a joke, again, appropriation. And I do think some vaporwave does that, but I do think, 90% of it is an earnest, an earnest attempt to see the world through like an ancient eye in addition to like another one, not just some hateful perspective of, oh, these Japanese people are weird. Let's make fun of them. Right. But yeah, just the, there's a lot of outright theft of other cultures and languages that is pretty awe striking. Yeah, I think, going back to what you were you were saying about wanting people to get the full picture or get the right picture of of what this is i mean i would be willing to bet that very few people who look at that image are actually going to say like hmm i wonder what the origins of this this scene are and and why is there a uh, statue of of helios there and why is why is there a pink tile and and whatnot I mean, um, I don't think we're so, even doing anything really to stop it. Like, what do you mean we're doing anything? Like the main problem I have with that particular instance is that they stole it from a specific artist who made it themselves. Yeah. Well, so I guess what I'm trying to get at is I don't think anyone's going to try to go really figure out what it is. But I think in in most cases for any kind of hobby or any kind of genre or art style or or community there always is going to be some kind of like low-hanging fruit that you can go after and that kind of represents that group of people or that community or something whether it be an image or a sound or, or something like that in this case for better or worse floral shop kind of is that for vaporwave i mean that that is the gateway album that most people kind of go through and that that's the the one that you're most likely to stumble upon as you're discovering stuff so i mean i don't know is is it people may not be happy that floral shop is the representative representation of vaporwave that is in mainstream society but for better or worse that's what it is i mean that that's that's throughout you know the however many years it's been out that that's become the album that gets most people into it or a good chunk of people into it uh-huh. or at so, least into the realm in the realm yeah i mean it's exactly so i don't i i don't like what they did with this i don't again i think it's lazy i think it's it's kind of whatever you're just trying to cash in on something but i don't necessarily see it as a problem like this is going to be the death of vaporwave and this is just like that that's it just pack it up boys we're done you know 
shut everything down. I just don't I don't, want I don't think, see it as that. I just don't want people to think they understand me <laughs> if they <laughs> see that. Did but speaking of the what you just said, Pony, uh, did you guys ever see that Donald Trump Trump video from Japan in, in twenty sixteen? No, I mean I don't want to no. see anything related to that dickhead. You should you should watch it because the production value is there and it's super vaporwave. I don't even think they meant to. It was 2016. It was like, oh my god, yeah. Just I, watch. I just can't, man. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I, I'm, cool. I'm watching cool. it right now. The the <laughs> it's it's amazing. Production value is like actually really cool. Yeah, and it's like. What do we have to say about that? There's so much to say about reappropriation, stealing from our genre. Why are they incorporating Trump? Why is it from Japan? I wanted to say we and Vaporwave, a lot of Vaporwave. Like, why is Donald Trump like a llama? And why is there a <laughs> helicopter with his face? I don't and know. And there's pink tanks with... And there's a swastika. Okay, okay, okay. And she, like... Yeah, now he's in front of a gold. Like the music will be playing in the background of this, like definitely. But like, now he's like a he's like a Gundam warrior, and he's blowing up planet Earth. Yeah, that sounds like what he'd do. That's the space force. But apparently, he is he is a space force because he's like Gundam Trump. Oh God, fuck whoever made that. It's, it's, Looks like they have a whole bunch of chill, man. videos called Mike Diva. That, that's the oh Mike the Diva. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was an interesting experience. Yeah. That I don't know if I'm better or not, better or worse <laughs> for watching it. But. Well, the question is, how does it make you think people feel and think? Right. The people yeah. that made it, the people that see it. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got anything else? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I wanted to, the reason I brought this video up is because we in Vaporwave have a sort of erotic, romanticized view of the East, the way we use their characters and their, uh, you know, all the, like, waterfront dining girls. The kanji and stuff like that. Yeah, and the the 80s. 80s pictures of Japanese girls like that's everywhere I don't know why um and there's other there's a lot of other stuff too that's just coming off the top of my head um so it's neat to see how it works coming from the other way sort of you know mm-hmm. I don't think <laughs> like a true verse is possible at this frame in the unit at time due to like the not just the power imbalances but like the focus in population imbalances even the United States has many more people than Japan and the Western world combined has more people than Japan. That's for sure. But more importantly, there's much more American influence in Japan than Japanese influence in America. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. America is a cultural sure. powerhouse, like due to its history, but like apart from anime, it's still interesting to see like, what they think of us not really knowing the full story. Not only that, but like I've touched upon how like Japanese culture can be like, and other cultures can be denigrated, but also like how they can be sort of blurred together, even when it's completely unreasonable. 
like Japan and China aren't the fucking same at all. And they will beg to differ. No, they are not. No, they're fucking not. Whoever does that shit is like an idiot. Like the problem I think arises when somebody is like, oh, it's just the East stuff. Like, no, there's no harmony in that. It's just like a thing you've noticed a few common traits in the area. And another problem, the other problem is like when you sort of fetishize it as like this fantasy planet, when in reality they have their problems, they have their beefs, and they have their shitheads. That's interesting. Speaking of that, I actually saw, I was looking around on the Vaporwave subreddit um, just for things to talk about for the podcast, and I came across this one quote, and it was from someone who deleted their account, so I can't give any credit to whoever wrote it, but it's just a really cool way of thinking about Vaporwave and it, it, it uh, inco- sort of incorporates appropriation, re- sorry, reappropriation of things from all over the place, like, um, like what we're talking about today. So here it is, and let me know how you think about it when, when I'm done. I see Vaporwave as the most modern version of society elevating itself to a pinnacle of expression. The way you might go through a closet or an attic and rummage through all the random stuff and come out with a few choice articles, uh, the selection you get might seem random, but it's actually a bit of an expression of how you felt when you were going through it, um, going through the stuff, your particular focus or aesthetic at the time that you went up there into that attic and so vaporwave artists are kind of like alchemists gathering up all the dro and making something exquisite with it almost as though the internet itself is engaging in a collective meditation on the landscape that it sees interesting that's beautiful it is i mean that kind of goes back to our like internet archaeology discussion we had a few episodes ago mm. just like digging up random stuff and and dig, you know finding these things that exist on the internet that you enjoy and and things that may have been lost and bringing them back and and you know finding new you know giving them new life mm-hmm. yeah so we'll see what happens with this Reappropriation, <laughs> yeah. Reappropriation we'll see if it keeps yeah. happening or what? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. Let's say you know, vaporwave were to were to die at some point in the, uh, you know, sometime. I don't know. Um, yeah. What would it look like if you were to go and like someone fifty years from now just like digs up vaporwave? Oh, you gotta check out the Correspect interview because he talks about that, Alan. That's why yeah, I he made the I label. I started listening to it. I haven't gotten through it all the way. All the way it's yet, a but, long one. Um, yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, two plus hour indie exclusive interview. But I mean, it just it's interesting, interesting thing to think of. You know, people were digging through the internet for all of you know the things that they use in vaporwave and the aesthetic and the, the sound clips and and music and and culture and stuff like that. You know, what happens when someone goes and digs that up? You know, this stuff up now. Do they get an even more chopped and skewed version of it, or yeah. do they try to dis- try to like dissect it and and learn about the origins? It deconstructed exactly. So that's that's an interesting mm-hmm. interesting topic. Oh, that's yeah. crazy, man! We should write a fiction piece about that. That call sheep. Killed. Let's get doing. Let's get on it. Yeah, sheep. 
Chop, chop. Chop. If you're listening, sheep, sheep. I know you are. We uh, got a project for you. <laughs> All right. Do we have uh, anything else for the episode today? Not I. No? Nah, zip not a zilch. Okay, guys, if uh, people want to find you on social media, where can they go? I'm at Uriel Machine on Twitter. And actually, yeah, I just at Uriel Machine on Twitter. Capital U in Uriel. Capital M in Machine. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, I don't know why you said that. Let us know if you find him because he, he hasn't found it in a few weeks. So he's still looking for it. <laughs> Uh, I'm in I'm in the Advent A D V A N T. Yeah, that's you can find that. Just Google that. You'll find lots. Just 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 Google it. You'll find it. Just Google it. <laughs> uh, you can find me at phlsfo on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, for the show, you can find us uh, at Private Suite Pod. For the magazine, it's at Private Suite Mag. Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag. Instagram.com slash Private Suite Mag. And of course, patreon.com slash private suite mag. If you have a question for us, if you have a topic or something like that, you want to give us a call on the hotline. The number is 41244-VAPOR. That is 41244-VAPOR. And I guess if that's going to be it for today, then we will wrap it up. So until next time, take it easy. Peace. Take care. Later.